of Misfits. Hey everybody, it's finally here. It's, it's the 12 Days of Misfits. It is the 12 Days of Misfits. We somehow actually made it to December. <laughs> I'm not sure how either one of us actually made it to December because we had broken limbs for loved ones. We had viruses. We had job Tra- changes. Traveling, yeah. Traveling. All sorts of craziness. We had, I think, wasn't it this? It was this year where we also had like major important pieces of our studio go missing right before recording true yeah we lost the whole piece that, <laughs> that I, don't, I don't know it did eventually get found it did eventually Months get later. found apparently the toddler decided it looked like something that needed to go in his kitchen so it all worked out we're here we made it to december it's the 12 days of misfits for those that have no idea what we're talking about the 12 days of misfits is our your favorite season it's my favorite season in that i get to watch you squirm more than normal and yeah, yeah the heater was already turned on in the room before we got up here into the studio yes but i will be sweating even more so we've already got him on the hot seat and it's gonna get hotter so what what's gonna happen here is the past two years we've had misfit christmas passages so passages out of the bible that are christmas passages that nobody ever thinks are Christmas passages. And the reason why they don't think it's Christmas passages is why we did this. So Brandon read the verse and then tried to figure out whether or not he could figure out how it was related to Christmas. We've run out of misfit verses to do for a full 12 days this year. Yeah, so 24 is around the max. Well, it was actually about 35 was the max. So I was only like one short and I didn't (laughs) want to do a repeat. So instead, we're going to change it up a little bit for season three. So this year, Brandon is going to read a passage and then he's going to try to be able to tell me what Christmas carol it is. Because what... What I've found is that a lot of people don't actually know where the carols even come from, which the first question here, actually, Brandon, do you even know what the difference between a Christmas carol and a Christmas song actually is? It's a good question. I don't think I do. I would assume it's some it's probably related to the way the song is written and or flows similar to a, a, there's different types of poems. I'm going to assume it's how it's written. It's actually related more so. In, in a modern sense, that is definitely true. But there's much more to it in terms of the lyrics also. Jingle Bells would not be a carol. It'd be a Christmas song. Good, I'll take that off my list. of. You can take that off your list. That's part of why we're doing this, is to help you narrow it down. <laughs> Christmas carols are nativity-centered. Mm. Christmas songs are season-centered. Now, modern Christmas songs... Maybe nativity centered, but like you said, the way they're written does not let them be Christmas carols. So that should help a little bit with like, narrowing down your list from 8,000 songs down to only like 950. Yeah. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I can throw that right. out of my head. Although, uh, maybe Revelation will get thrown. <laughs> although, I don't remember who there was a, uh, there was one of the lesser known Christian rappers that remixed it this year that actually now it has a nativity theme to it but we're still not going to do it even though i really wish we could so anyway brandon's gonna try and see if he can if he can guess the carol or at least get close some of these passages have multiple carols that come out of them 
but there's one specific one that will get him all his points. Okay, so I could get a half a point. You might get a half a point. We'll just see how this goes. Okay. So how this is going to work, Brandon's going to reach into his stocking, and there is one verse that's in there that has the wrong chapter on it, and I know which one it is. We'll be okay. And he's going to tell us what, what he's got. All right, so our first one that we have is Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 through 24. So Genesis 3, and this is one that we've done within the 12 days before. But now you need to try to figure out what Carol we're actually doing here. So, yeah, the, the thing that makes me feel better is I won't have to name the artist. I, I, that's, no, that's I've where, got that list here. That's as well. where I'm terrible with songs. And I, there's more than likely I will have to try to sing the lyrics a little bit in order to get the name of the song. So, again, Genesis Which makes chapter... this all the more fun for me. <laughs> Genesis chapter three, starting in verse 14 through 24. Am I reading it? Yes, go ahead. The Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and the dust you shall eat and all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing and pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree, of which I command you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. And out of it you were taken, for the for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord said, Behold, the man has bec- become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now let lest he reach out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and, and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man in the east of the Garden of Eden. He placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned away to the guard of the way to the tree of life. So when we've done this passage before. We've talked about the fact that it's Christmas related because of the fact that Eve has promised the seed that's coming, right? Mm hmm. Now, also, we'll I'll, I'll make sure we slaughter the uh, the elephant in the room here. The version you read was the ESV. Mm-hmm. Verse sixteen is wrong because it doesn't say contrary to the husband. It says that the desire is for the husband. But the good thing is that doesn't affect what Christmas Carol this yes. is. So, what what are you thinking? What Christmas Carol have you just taken a verse out of? Or technically, the they took the verse out of it. <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean. Um, this is this one's tough already off the bat. I'm gonna take a. It's shot. not as tough as you think. It's just when you're having to go through and figure out <laughs> what we're dealing with, it's a little bit. It's a little bit more confusing, which is why this is fun for me. <laughs> 
I yeah, this is this is gonna be challenging. I'm going to tell you the the song that I'm thinking and then explain my reason. That's perfectly <laughs> fine because that may be because right. I don't think this is right, but I'll explain what I'm thinking. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and I say that because we're seeing sin enter the world, and so there's the need for the Savior to come. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're kind of on the right track, but not not at all. So going back through, when we look specifically at the curses to Adam, the curse is that the ground is cursed because you you'll eat by the means of painful labor all the days of your life. It'll produce thorns and thistles for you. You'll eat the plants of the field, bred by the sweat of your brow until until you return to the ground. The second, what? No, sorry. So the third verse of this carol says this. No more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow as far as, as the curse is found, as far as the curse is found, as far as the curse is found. I would have, that, that would have not been a part of the song I would have had. And this is part of what is <laughs> interesting. in the back of my and head. And this is part of what is interesting. So if, if you don't know what that is, it's joy of the world. Mm-hmm. That's part of what makes this kind of interesting is that we go through these psalms every year. And a lot of the times we don't even actually sing all of the verses that are written out. As we found when we were trying to search for the lyrics, some of the versions of the psalm don't even include that section of the psalm in it. <laughs> but like you said, when you thought it was a come and come Emmanuel, it's actually a very important piece to the Christmas story Mm -hmm. because the whole point of Jesus coming is that the curse will no longer be found. But yet we don't sing that part all the time, even though out of all of the verses, that's probably one of the better options there. Part of the reason why I say that, do you know who wrote this? I, I will just tell you now. I (laughs) some of these you may actually, I will go over 12 if I'm going to be guessing artists. So, Isaac Watts wrote this in 1719. Specifically, he wrote it because he just needed another Christmas song. The, the, the funny thing is that a lot of these are written because they're like, oh, we don't have enough Christmas songs. And it's like, well, that's because you were before Mariah Carey and Michael Buble came along. <laughs> so this one is written specifically actually as an interpretation of Psalm 98. However, throughout the entire psalm, he goes through multiple areas of both the story of the gospel and the story of Jesus. Part of the other thing that is interesting with this verse, or this, not well, the verse in general, like we said, the verse that when you write out of the ESV is reinterpreted to mean something else. This psalm also does the same thing. This song is also the Christmas carol that is used mostly by Christian nationalists to claim that Christmas is a Christian nationalist holiday. Because the whole, what is the song? Joy of the world, the Lord has come. Let earth earth receive receive her her king. king. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove. Rocks, fields, and floods. That's (laughs) not what it actually says. It doesn't promote any kind of a nationalist identity or nationalist ideal. Jesus coming as king, everybody as a Christian agrees with. 
Jesus ruling over the earth is what everybody is looking for. So that's part of why we have verses missing. That's also part of why some people don't sing certain verses. That's also part of why you had no clue why that verse even existed, even though I'm pretty sure you've sang it in public a few different times. Probably. So we're starting off with a zero. So sorry. Yeah, I I can see how this is going to go. <laughs> Not as well as last year. Well, last year you started off 0-2 and, and ended up hitting at, hitting at 12. So we, we're on track, actually, for you to still <laughs> match last year. So we'll see how he does tomorrow. Again, 12 Days of Misfits. We will see you in the morning.